0: Hello and welcome to the Diabetes Dugout with Brighty and PG, brought to you by the Diabetes Football Community. This is your regular dose of all things football and diabetes as we bring you the stories of those affected by the condition who have a love of the sport. Everything we share and talk about on this podcast is from personal experience and if you have any concerns about the management of your condition you should always check in with a healthcare professional. Now, with all that said, let's crack on with the episode.
1: Hello and welcome to episode four of the Diabetes Dugout. Joining me today, my co-host, one of TDFC's finest, Mr. Chris Bright. Chris, how are we doing?
0: I'm very well, mate. How about yourself? It's been a big week, hasn't it? Uh, has it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to let everybody into a little secret, John, about what's been going on this uh, week?
1: I um, it, was my, it was my birthday this week. Not, 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 not a major one at all.
0: Uh, was it? Was it? No, I mean, it's not what I've heard on the grapevine.
1: It was the big 4-0, mate. Big 4-0. I how, reached it.
0: How did that feel? How did 40 feel? Oh,
1: it felt exactly the same as every other birthday for the last 10 years. I, I just, I, I, genuinely just feel really old. <laughs> it's, um, it's, I, I think it wasn't helped by the, the day before my uh, my oldest shouting out the window as I went, as I cycled off to work, he went, ha, have a l- great last day as a 39 year old at work, daddy. I was like, oh yeah, thanks. And um, you know, I honestly, absolutely blown away by um, messages from people, cards, presents, um, loads of the lads. It was, yeah, my, my wife had done a good job keeping a lot of things quiet and doing a lot of planning behind the scenes um, especially during lockdown, I, I was expecting just something quiet and yeah, just, it, it, it was, it was quite overwhelming at times. So in a good way. Yeah. A
0: good yeah. yeah. No, Well, we, we talked a little bit about it as well earlier in terms of, you know, how much you've done for all of us. And, and it's a, it's a big part. You're a big part of, of TDFC and, you know, I'm sure you've had plenty of the lads messaging you and sending you um, videos and wishing you well for your birthday. So, um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it, mate, and uh, and the gifts have come in as well, haven't they?
1: Wow, well, absolutely. I um quite quite a few coffee and alcohol related gifts, which is always good. And um, my brother, of course, didn't manage. It. My brother's never managed to get me a birthday present on time, so having it a day late is actually pretty early, um, as far as he's concerned. <laughs> but um. Got the, the the lovely gift of a, a signed cricket ball from Jimmy Anderson, no less. Um and, and ironically, when um when my brother asked him to sign it, he um he said, Oh, you quite often get me to sign stuff or do stuff for your brother, don't you? And he went, Do I? He said, Yeah, I um I had to do that stuff for his uh diabetes football thing at, oh, about 18 months ago, didn't I? And unbelievable like this. This man, England's record wicket-taker, could remember doing our squad announcement for the Die Euros 18 months
0: ago. Um, What what a legend. What what, a legend, Jimmy Anderson remembers that. What a
1: man. What a legend.
0: (laughs) Quality. And uh, that brings us on, I suppose, a little bit, John, to some, you know, it's something we want to talk about on this episode as well, isn't it? We're going to have a little chat about some of the projects and some of the moments that we remember from, uh, from the past and maybe what we're going to build up to. But also, taking it a little bit back, John, to begin with, we were, we obviously talked on the first episode about those notes yeah. You wrote on that very first meeting when I talked you into helping the diabetes football community, and you've been able to dig out those notes, mate, haven't you, John?
1: Not, not only have I dug the notes out, I have um, I dug out the business card that you sent to me.
0: <laughs>
1: Chris Bright, founder.
0: Oof. Oof. It it's, cuts through. It cuts through, John. Did it cut through?
1: Mate. The, the only thing i'm disappointed by is that it's got the logo on and not your face. <laughs> you missed an opportunity.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm glad i have not been giving out business cards with my face on though, mate. I'm not sure they'd go down too well.
1: Mate, not, not with your haircut at the moment.
0: No, face for radio at the minute. Oh. I'm probably a face for radio most of the time, so. <laughs> um yeah, you're absolutely spot on with that. So what yeah. do the note what do the notes say then, John? What, anything in lightning? What were those?
1: So with them um... Yeah, sorry. We, we, we're talking a little bit about different things that were going on. You had just come back from Portugal, um, so th- th- there's notes about that there. Do you remember? Do you remember your trip trip to Portugal? And,
0: yeah, and what I do. that was about. Yeah, I do, mate. It was. Um, we went out to Portugal in September 2017. You know, it was about five or six months after I started the diabetes football community um, on, on the the twitter page the profiles we're building up on social media and it was the first opportunity really to to go and explore uh, an idea for a project and um, because of what we did was we went out to lisbon to meet the all diabetes or all type one diabetes futsal squad from portugal so <clears throat> i went and met the coaches um the the lead of the project um so uh, it was a uh, zhao and uh bruno uh probably the biggest instigators in all of that we went to meet their project we went and trained with their team Uh, you know we spent a bit of time with them away from the court as well especially Bruno who who was brilliant and he sort of took us around to a couple of places you know we went to see um, Benfica's futsal team play we went to watch a couple of games um, of futsal then we went and watched you know sport in Lisbon while we were there although that won't go down well in the same breath because <laughs> that's not a very uh, pleasant rivalry. They're not big fans of each other, but we did. And really it was all about finding around how their project set up and um, how we could maybe recreate that for the UK's version of the all type 1 diabetes futsal squad. And uh, yes, John, um, hopefully we've been able to do you know, maybe not as well as them on the court because they're quite an established team. They've got some very good futsal players, but certainly from a project perspective, you know, try and replicate some of what they already had.
1: Yeah, I, I remember. It's um, it's not written down in, in my notes, but I remember sitting there listening to you and going away and thinking, oh, this man has got big dreams because doing what he wants to do there, that is not possible in this short space of time. Um. And yeah, we'll. I think we'll we'll talk a little bit about diuros a bit a bit later on, and um, uh, explain to people a bit a bit what it what it means. Um, just looking down there, that there, there's all sorts of ideas that that we were going to come up with as to this to help to how to promote TDFC. Mm. Um, looking at d- doing um, public publicity releases, um, one of the things that we needed to to get was. Um, any stats on diabetes stopping people play sports um, mm. I, I don't know why I, I, did you do that because I didn't
0: <laughs> I'm not sure either of us took that <laughs> action point <laughs> away from the meeting John
1: I, I think I'm just going to put your initials by that now
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was my task sorry mate I let <laughs> you down there I haven't done that one
1: <laughs> um, yeah no. just looking at getting it done on, on, in maybe something like, like the balance magazine Mm-hmm. Um, looking at getting a few, I think we were referring to a celeb backing. Mm. Um, so we we talked a bit a bit about uh Chris Pennell, who's a yeah. rugby player at Worcester Warriors, of course, everyone's hero from, from my era, Gary Mabbott. Yeah, Sir Gary Mabbott, as he should be in my
0: eyes. <laughs> we're waiting for his knighthood, John, aren't we? We're well, exactly,
1: exactly. Um talking a bit about something called XTOD. Mm. What um what's XTOD?
0: So XTOD is the kind of lead education around um exercise and sport specifically for people with type one diabetes in the United Kingdom. Uh, it's growing actually as a as a initiative. And, um, yeah, they've been really great, actually, in terms of, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's so interesting that, um you know, it's down there on the notes. You know, I went to the conference that year and I've been going to the XTOD conferences every year since. You know, I work, I say, in the background, with there's quite a lot of conversations between the the team at XTOD and, and us and uh uh, the diabetes football community so yeah it sounds like you know on that action point john maybe on that one you can put my initials next to it and give it a big old big old tick as well on that one
1: i, I think that's why i did it i've even got the date down that it was it was the 13th of october
0: yep yep absolutely i remember it well it was the day before my birthday so um, ah. yeah absolutely yeah it was there uh... Yeah, remember it well. Went with um, went with Alex to that one. It was yeah. at the NEC in Birmingham and uh, went really, really well. It was an incredible experience having an opportunity to speak to so many healthcare professionals about um, the condition, and type 1 diabetes, and obviously what we were trying to do in football and how we were trying to inspire people and, you know, raise awareness of the condition. So, yeah, uh, you can put a tick next to me on that one, John. <laughs> it's a
1: lot of ticks going in now. <laughs> Just um, It's quite interesting just, just looking down it and, and thinking of where it was back in that meeting in 2017 um, and just looking at, at how far the diabetes football community has come now mm. um, and, and thinking that, obviously, as we come out of a – or soon to come out of another lockdown, um, the, the good news for, for so many that football can return on the 29th of March – um, what does what does that mean for, for TDFC and projects and and all, all things concerned with TDFC? I guess really.
0: Yeah, so we've come a hell of a way in in since 2017. You know, looking at some of the projects that we started off early 2018 you know we started with the die the die euro team something I'm going to touch on again in a minute in what we're going to be bringing back but um you know we looked at a documentary around a family that were affected by type 1 diabetes and how that impacted on um little Mitch and uh, he's not going to be so little now either but <laughs> Mitch, Mitch's Mitch's um life with type 1 diabetes and, and the family that's around him and Faye and Dave and Uh, as his as his uh, parents and and his uh, his brothers and his brother and his sister as well so things like that were massive um obviously the conference as well that we ran and you know something like that again is another idea that we're, we're bringing into the future so um yeah from that perspective then what we're obviously hoping to bring in now that we're here in 2021 which you know sounds funny when you say it out loud it just feel weird to be in that year but um yeah those things that we've already established we're hoping to bring them back and obviously build on them so conference wise looking to hopefully do something as well this year towards the back end of the year we've obviously created a brand in sport tea one day previously um that d- runs a conference physically we may even start to look at um you know creating a bit of a, a football focused conference for our you know run by the diabetes football community around education specifically in football and type 1 diabetes and sharing experiences specifically in that route um again that hoping to potentially bring something like that later in the year um looking around Euro, obviously as a as a huge part of what we do and, and a huge um, uh, project and uh, a big one to run, but also a really um, a big one in terms of the impact that it has as well. So, looking to bring that back quickly. So, we're hoping to get sessions underway for the men's team in the next few months from outdoors to indoors. Obviously from that spirals other ideas, you know, wanting to bring in our own little competition in, in house between the, you know, between the squad, you know, whether that's North versus South, whether that's Scotland versus England versus Wales, you know, it's whatever we can bring about in, in you know, across the year. Maybe that's beyond 2021, maybe that's 2022, but that's something that we're looking at. And then obviously massively want to think about how we grow the participation side of it, thinking about the kids that are really you know uh, the parents that are so engaged with the diabetes football community how we then can support their children um through projects and then also thinking about a women's team as well and i wanted to really get into that space and support um women with type one that are also um really engaged in their football too so that's another focus point obviously the podcast you know we want to be engaging in this this is a great medium for us and a great tool to be able to engage and you know keep people up to date with what we're up to and also share incredible stories you know that as much as we have a laugh doing it John and, and people will hopefully won't get tired of hearing our voices <laughs> we, we want them to hear other people's voices as well and, and have their stories of so many incredible people shared on this uh, on this podcast you know the the diabetes dugout so yeah from that perspective there's some really uh glaring things that strike me about what we're hoping to to sort of instill across the year and bring back and um yeah an exciting time uh we well, obviously there's a there's something you've also been working on in the background and you've you know you've had arrive. so I'll let you I won't steal your thunder oh, on those my. as well but we'll also talk about you know one of the those that key project of Dia Euro which is something that's been a big big part of your involvement in the diabetes yeah. football community um, after you you know you give us that uh, the good news about something else that you've been working <laughs> on John that's very apt for the current lockdown situation
1: the, the, the great news is that quite a few weeks after uh, placing the order, and there's a funny story because I nearly didn't get them today because a well-known delivery company sent me, a, sent me an email telling me they'd delivered this item and they put a photo of where they'd delivered it. They didn't put the parcel on my doorstep because I was out of work. They just sent a photo of what I thought was my doorstep. And when I went out, it was not on my doorstep. I showed my wife and she points out that it wasn't our doorstep. Unfortunately, they didn't leave any description or any clarification as to which house number it was down our road. So early evening today, I've been walking up and down our road with this picture and it's just of someone's doorstep at about probably 30 centimetres their front door. I'm trying to work out which neighbour was in possession of these goods. Wow. <laughs> I won't name the delivery company, but they're not my favourite. Let's just say that. But importantly, I'm in now possession of the TDFC face masks. So these TDFC face masks, some of the lads have bought already. And as soon as I've posted those out, we're going to look at um, putting those out to the public and making them available for anyone that would like to buy. So we just need to just need to check, but we've got quite a few in stock. So we will be looking to put details of that out, hopefully by this weekend. So they will be available to buy and it'd be great to see um, people supporting us um, as, as you mentioned, the, the projects that um, we're, we're hoping to run, it, it will go towards funding those. Um, I think just having people wearing them. And, and we we actually, we had a little chat about the the, the badge on it as well, didn't we, and, and, and which logo to go for. And, mm. and we wanted, um, instead of the one that, that we use as the football club, we wanted the one that we use as the diabetes football community. Um, it, it's got the words, the diabetes football community in it. And we just thought it'd be really powerful if parents, grandparents, carers, brothers, sisters, children, whoever could be wearing these masks and, and, and showing their support.
0: Absolutely. It's another opportunity, John, isn't it? Uh, especially as we, I think we're going to be looking at the way the world is. I think we're going to be wearing masks for quite a while. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the pandemic isn't going anywhere fast. I think from a visiting indoor spaces perspective, I think this is going to be something that's instilled for a while. So actually, it's a great opportunity for people to, to rep our brand and, and you know, and um, showcase the diabetes football community and continue to raise awareness of of the condition as well as the movement. So, yeah, I think it can only be a really good thing. And like you said, uh, you know, a few of the guys have already got involved and, and bought a few for friends and family and themselves. And hopefully, you know, there'll be a few more people that might listen to the podcast or or beyond that are involved in the community that we might be keen to, to get involved in, and purchase a, uh, a mask. And we've
1: um, we've talked about potentially running competitions as well for, for people to win masks. So um, keep your eyes out for that. Any ideas of competitions that, People want to see. um Thinking back to to when we did the toilet roll challenge, um the player profiles, things like that. Is there anything that that our our community want to see as a, a little bit of competition? um And yeah, with, with the face masks as prizes, because yeah, we just think it's a, it's a great opportunity for for people to wear them and and, and wear them with pride, I guess, um, and displaying their support for TDFC.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely John. Um, so I suppose where we wanted to take the the conversation from supporting us and, and the projects and those sorts of ideas is we wanted to go down that route on this podcast to talk about one that's particularly poignant for you, um, very poignant for me in terms of my involvement with the diabetes football community and we wanted to talk a little bit about die euro and you know a little bit more I suppose behind what's what goes on behind the scenes and and how that project has such a I suppose an impact on what we do and also an impact on the people that um, are involved with the community whether that's actually being a part of playing whether that's being a part of you know uh, the movement itself watching and being involved in the conversations we have and, and keeping an eye on all things the diabetes football community.
1: Yeah, I think. Do, wh- why don't you? Um, why don't you take us back? You, you mentioned it earlier about your, your your trip to Portugal, and and it's and it's in my notes that it says Di Euro, July twenty eighteen, Bratislava. So you had obviously done your research and and knew when it was going on. You knew a little bit about it, um, or p- probably more than a little bit, and it was your dream all that time ago to to take a an all-diabetic foot, foot team team um, to go and represent United Kingdom. So how did, talk, talk us through a little bit about that dream and, and, and how it came about.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I think when you start a project that involves a, a sport like the diabetes football community, we were looking towards, um, you know, football and how that impacts and using it as a tool to, to um, drive change and, and find support for people um, as a result of that and um, trying to utilize the sport in that way i was looking for vehicles and how people had managed that and it was through you know classic google of like futsal diabetes futsal diabetes football all of these things in the early stages and that's how i stumbled across Dia Euro. And then as soon as I stumbled across Dió Euro through Google and through websites, et cetera, then I've stumbled across some of the teams that are involved. And the, the diabetes squad in Portugal seemed to be the one that, you know, had a bit of a social media following. They seemed to have a bit of um, an opportunity to get in contact with them. You could link, um, link to them through their Facebook pages, et cetera, social media. So it was an opportunity then to speak to them. I got in contact with them through the diabetes football community I said what we were trying to do in raising awareness and I felt you know creating an all type one team is you know that's just a fantastic centerpiece to talk about the condition and really showcase it and demonstrate you know and just demonstrate and dispel some of the stigma that surrounds the word Mm -hmm. diabetes and um through that through the sport we were you know we were able to do that and um that's why it's such an important project is it, it you know, it, it goes against the grain. It, it goes against what, you know, the majority, the widespread um, view of the word diabetes is in, in the community and in society. So it goes against that completely. And then obviously, I hope more than anything is it, you know, it gives people an incredible opportunity to represent their country and their condition um through you know you, like yourself john you know I, i've been lucky enough to to be involved as well and also then as a result you know thinking about um i hope that more than anything it goes on to inspire people as well mm. and um you know inspire kids families all that sort of um good stuff that i hope we've been able to impact on
1: i think it's um one of the things that we've we've sort of talked about and joked about is saying that some of these younger members in the community, when we're, when parents and carers are sending us in clips of them or or photos of them playing, and we're going, do you know what? These could be representing the United Kingdom at futsal, at the Euros in years to come. And when, like, for me, that was a a real sort of mind-blown um. Sort of thing, thing to consider that, that it's not just a we haven't just done it as a one-off or oh let's do a couple that's it yeah, it was nice we'll move on to the next thing it was like th- th- this tournament is wh- wh- when was the first one do you can do you know
0: yeah so the first one was back in two thousand and twelve John so they they did it following the European Championships in twenty twelve so it was it was a response to that at the same time. And they wanted to use it as a vehicle to support people with diabetes. So it was the Ukrainian Federation that started it um, for diabetes. And obviously, the Euro 2012, I think, was in Poland and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So they used it as an opportunity to create Dia Euro. And it, you know, it established itself very early on as um, quite a lot, quite a few Eastern European uh, countries were involved and Central European. And then, as gradually as it's gone and grown each year and awareness has grown. You know, I think maybe the most teams that they had might've been at the, the, the first tournament we went to in 2018. I'm not sure could be wrong. There could have been a few more uh, others, but there were 17 teams there at that tournament, yeah. which is a, a lot of teams um, to all be sending a, a, a players of, that live with type one diabetes. And, and um, yeah, and it was an amazing opportunity to, to do that.
1: I think it's one of the one of the notes that I've got written down, um, and sort of there's a few circles drawn around it and a, and a few stars. Was for me was going to be our biggest stumbling bo- stumbling block to um, to being able to send a team to Bratislava, and that was the the cost of it, and and how we managed to to raise money to to be able to send a team. Um, to this tournament do do you want to do you want to talk us through a bit about um, sort of where that money goes and um, the uh, sort of how we look to get that money
0: yeah so we we look to do it through sponsors so the majority of the time is that's where our focus lies is around that sponsorship and um, speaking to people that are you know Engaging the diabetes community in some way. So, that tends to be some of the brands that are involved in diabetes care. So, that's a big part of it. Um, obviously, there's a huge cost next to it. John, you know about how much it sort of costs. So, we have to raise a significant amount just to get the team there. Then, obviously, pay for the accommodation whilst we're there, the tournament fees to be involved, the flights to get us over there. So there's a huge cost involved with the project. Um, But yeah, we do our best through raising money through sponsors and also looking at, you know, doing our own fundraising. You know, we've had family members running for uh, the diabetes football community to raise some money for the, the the overall project so we can put the funding into it. And also, you know, the guys are out there trying to raise money that are coming to, that have been picked maybe for the, for the tournament to support as well. And, and, you know, create money and support in that way. So, yeah, I think that's it's one of the biggest and toughest stumbling blocks every time we come to the project. Uh, we haven't created a foolproof method where this is, you know, a way that will always work. Um, you know, it, it feels like every time we come to it, it's going to be uh, tough. It's it's never easy to raise that sort of money that we need, and it's sort of a five-figure number generally to try and do all of the things we're trying to do across a full 13 or 14 people that we need to take so it's a big number and we do our best and um, yeah I I think for the future it'd be nice to be able to get into a place where we know there's a there's a blueprint to do it every single time and raise that money but you know if we're making it and we're doing it every you know every time it comes out and we're managing it I guess that's you know that's that's a good good place to be anyway.
1: I think um, just jumping on the back of that, one of the things that we're going to be doing in the hopefully in the coming weeks um, is is doing a, a little bit of an auction. I've got some signed photos um, of players, um, a couple of signed shirts that that we're just going to put out there to auction because it, it we're in that position. I know lots of people will say it. It's it's banded around a lot. But actually, every little does help us, um, and and yeah, just people can keep their eyes out. Har- any Harry Kane fans? Any Spurs fans? Some li- signed Liverpool stuff. Um, there's a big one, a former Villa player, former Villa and England international. I'm in possession of a signed photo of him. So, um,
0: hey, it's big news, John. It's big hey, news.
1: It is. It is. I can't reveal who it is, but it <laughs> but it's big.
0: It's, it's, if it's yeah. big news then hopefully you know somebody's going to want it so that's can only be a good thing for up for you know that auction for raising money but as you said john i think every little support every little helps in terms of you know and we don't want to nick a, a, a common phrase there but it is it's just <laughs> important to uh support in what we're trying to do in terms of this project and how we continue to grow it so and again we you know we're always listening and always looking for ideas as well aren't we about how to do it and how to how to help us with the project and especially die euro
1: yeah no definitely
0: yeah so okay i'll just John, I wanted to, you know, talk a little bit more broadly about that project of Dia Euro. And um, because you came into it, you know, through that meeting, that very starting point, and you you weren't on the trip to Portugal. um, So kind of wanted to understand from you what were your expectations of it all and you know when you first got involved what were you thinking and you know because you were there at the very start but then you didn't go to the first tournament you went to the second tournament so what sort of things were did you see through training and then did it build you well and ready for the experience of the tournament itself?
1: Yes I think it's actually quite a, a poignant um sort of moment in my life I'd actually stopped playing football um I'd, I'd suffered a problem with my my pelvis and, and my groin um it's called off stitus pubis and I'd had just over two years off um from playing so actually when TDFC started I wasn't playing at all um I decided that I was I was old enough knocked it on the head um and yeah, just what wasn't I wasn't actually missing it too much. And then um sort of came along to the first session and sort of got a bit of a buzz. And I think like lots of the lads, it was that thing of going, well, hang on a minute. There's a massive group of us. We all love football, we're all diabetics. Um, and I think I was the only one that wasn't playing. I sort of went away thinking, ah, oh, quite like that. Yeah, quite like to be part of that. And Think probably similar to the, the second session, and then I started thinking, do you know what? I quite like to uh, quite like the, the the sound of doing that. So I think it, it took me sort of until after the the Bratislava trip, um, to to think, yeah, do you know what? I, I want a bit of this, and hearing all the stories of the lads coming back from Bratislava and what a great time it was, but also how many um sort of positive experiences people have had interacting with. Um, each other as a, as a group of diabetics but diabetics from all across Europe um, and, and, and and sharing stories and the fact that you, you'd got teams made up purely of, of diabetics was just yeah just just in, in my mind incredible so yeah decided that I wanted to, to get back playing so went and rejoined the, the the team that I used to play for on, on the weekends um, I was slightly crafty and I joined the team that they, um, the vast majority of the team were moving from under 16s to adult football. So I I sort of went along as the, um, the old head who who would help guide them. But actually what it really meant is that they could do all my running for me, which was, uh, which was, yeah, part of the plan. But yeah, it got me back playing then started going along to all the, all the sessions and, um i think tim mentioned it the, the in our, our second podcast about how he made a real determined effort to, to get himself fit and found myself doing that and and yes yeah, as, as, as time went on i was like actually do you know what i i think i do want to do this um there was the in, in my head it was i remember chatting chat with you about it it was the actually do you know what you're, you're going to be away from your family for a week um i think my my youngest wasn't even one at that point um, and I'd, I don't think I'd even been away from them as a or split from a family of four for, for even one night. So the thought of um, going away for a week was was something to, to try and get my head around. And um, Tim, again, fountain of all knowledge that he is, I, I spoke to him about it. And um, I know that Ben joked about it last week um, when, when he said our oh, week away from the missus and the, and the little one. Mm. Um, but it, it is sort of joking aside of that it, it was it was so much more than that when when I actually got there.
0: Yeah. And I suppose just to explain as well for anybody that hasn't really heard us talk. Um, in detail about what Di-Euro is and what we're referring to Um, it is the European Futsal Championships for people with diabetes it's a a European wide tournament which is run to essentially celebrate those with type 1 diabetes kind of dispel the stigmas and raise awareness um, all at the same time and then obviously compete against each other and demonstrate how i suppose how talented people with type 1 diabetes are at the sport and uh, really showcase that and see which country has the best team so you know just like anything in in sport there's a hugely competitive edge there's players from all different backgrounds you've got player amateur players all the way through to professional players that take part in it so the standard in some in some teams is brilliant and then Um, not to diminish anybody's um, uh, abilities or achievements, but then there'll be other teams that are, you know, not quite at that level that, you know, may find some of the games very difficult and challenging, but it's all, you know, for me, it's bigger than, the sport itself is a huge opportunity to raise awareness of the condition and, um, you know, put it in a really positive light for, for a change. And um, that's why we do it. I think it's really amazing for inspiration. And it's an incredible opportunity to to meet others as well from around Europe and hear about their stories of, of managing the condition. Because, you know, I think, John, you might agree with this. I think if we were to look at our friends in Europe, having met them, you know, yourself once, met myself two or three times now we're very lucky in this country in comparison to others. And, um, you know, hearing some of those stories really, really hits home about how we manage the condition in this country versus how, you know, some of the other countries are dealing with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember in Ukraine, um, we were there with our, um, CGMs on our arm and sort of all, I think as, um, as as Tim referenced, all all sort of beeping when, when our blood sugars were going low, but we were, walking around with those and, and seeing some of these other countries who, who were just looking in amazement and, and chatting to us and asking what they were. And they'd just never seen them. They, they were still doing their, their finger-pricking. And it was, it was um, for me, it was, it was a real eye, eye-opener as to, um, I guess, how advanced we are and, and, and also, um, I guess, in a strange way, how lucky we are with, with what we have got as well and, and, mm-hmm. and how it can help us manage the condition um in the best possible way
0: yeah absolutely and then i suppose just taking a step um to the side from that john you what was you you know i mentioned it a minute ago what do you think you were expecting you know that first tournament you've done all this training leading up to it you've been involved in the squad you've talked around diabetes with the guys and you know you've you've cleared it with your other half um, that you're going to have a week away and it's going to be away from your, you know, your newborn son and the family in in, in its entirety. What were you then expecting? And then how did that kind of play out? What was the tournament like?
1: Um, so I guess I remember sort of we, we all stayed at, um, but where was it? Was it, was it, did we fly from Heathrow?
0: No, it wasn't, was it? it? Was no, we flew from Stansted. I that think that was it.
1: Yeah, we so we all stayed um, there the night before, um, which was great, and 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 then all caught the the plane the next day. And I just remember going, and I was in that position where I think there were maybe three or four of us who who went to Ukraine who who hadn't been to the previous one. So there was a lot of um, lot of experience. Um, and I remember chatting to to quite a few of the lads and um just asking like what's it like like what do you expect and for me one one of the questions I was asking is actually what do I need to take So I was like I Mm. I don't know what what like are we gonna have to are we washing kit are we we wearing kit all day round in the in our downtime do we do we have to still wear the kit what sort of how's it gonna look um did what I normally do and overpacked yeah. um <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a nightmare for it my wife will tell you that she, she she'll pack the same for her and both boys as i do for for a weekend away <laughs> it's ridiculous um anyway, i digress sorry um yeah I, I think that the expectation of of the going and, and and playing this this game that i was um i guess that i, I was still fairly new to and and i remember in the build-up to it, watching games on YouTube and and, and just sitting down and making notes um, as to as to what what players were doing. And I, I've actually, again, classic, got a notebook. It's up in the loft. I, I've got a little box of like Di Euro memories, um, and one of them in there is is, is my notebook of all our, our set plays, um, so I could remember. And I I remember sort of looking at them on the plane and and on the first night I was like right. I really didn't want to be the one that got one of these set plays wrong.
0: We might need that um, notebook out in a minute, John, to remind right. me of our set pieces <laughs> after this break.
1: <laughs> I, I know, I know where it is in the loft. I know exactly where it That's is. good. Um, it's, it's in my, yeah, I've, I've got a box of of memories. It was, it was a special trip, so I've, I've kept them all, but yeah, I think the, the expectation of, of going and I'd heard about how good some of these players were, um, in reality, I tell you what, when when I got there and, and saw how good some of these players were, and my mind was blown. Um National Anthem's first game, remember it belting it out.
0: How did it and feel, then, John? How, how did that oh, that first moment? You know, you've travelled halfway across Europe, you've you've flown in, you you stood in the lineup, and you the national anthem's about to play. You know you're there representing your country and your condition for the very first time. What did that feel like? What was that moment like?
1: It's um, I tell you, what, it's quite emotional thinking about it now. Um, mm. I was, it was incredibly emotional. Um, like as a as a kid, you, you you dream of playing football for your country. Um, me, it was I'm going to play for England. I want to play for England. Sorry, at Wembley. National anthem. You dream of scoring the winner, diving header, um, and this was this was that moment where where you walk out. And I think I was um, actually I can't remember where I was in the line for the for the first one. Like honestly, the whole I, I could not tell you one thing about that first game. I remember the national anthem at the start, belting it out, and then it was just absolutely gone in a blur. And funnily enough, it was something that I know. Having spoken to you, having spoken um, to, to Tim, I was I was lucky enough to share a room with Tim, um, and some of the other lads. They said that first game, that first moment you go out, it's it just sort of goes. You, you don't remember too much about it, and the other games I, I can remember, I can remember bits of. But yeah, that that game against Portugal, um, I, I I just don't remember anything really about it. I remember. Having a conversation with Harley, our coach, after, and she had told me a couple of things that that I'd done wrong, or a couple of areas to that. Uh, one of them was she said, "Oh, make sure you, you don't dive in. Just you need to just hold them up a little bit more." And I said, like, oh, I, I don't even remember diving in." Um, but yeah, it was it was gone in a gone in a flash. But it was without question my my, my proudest moment um, of of playing sport. Um, over, overrides any cup finals I've played in any I'd like to say pretend I've scored quite a few cracking goals in reality <laughs> in reality I think I'm at that point where I've scored more in my own goal than, uh, than oh. the correct end
0: oh, so, that's tough to take John right,
1: I've scored a couple of blinders in my own there in fairness <laughs> <laughs> not, not many centre backs can uh, claim they have scored a header from outside the box lobbing their own keeper.
0: For... <laughs> so, no. That, um Pretty
1: special, home yeah. Time. But, um, no, it, 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 honestly, it's um, yeah, it's I sort of feel the goosebumps now just talking about it. It's...
0: Yeah, it's is special, isn't it? It is, it is a moment. Uh, that first game, you know, my first game came the year before, um, against Italy, um, in our first tournament Bratislava 2018. And yeah, it was oh, and you know, we've talked about it, the, Tim mentioned it on one of the previous podcasts about how he felt walking out and hearing the sounds and what was going on around him. And for me, I just, I don't know what it was. Cause obviously it was me who created the project, yeah. brought the idea to fruition and, and put it in place that actually I, like a little bit like you John a bit of a whirlwind like can't believe this is all happening like don't really remember the italy game that well um yeah it was it was it was fast it was frenetic it was the first game we were a little bit like rabbit in headlights because it was just you know we'd we'd not been there that long and we were just into everything that was going on and we weren't used to the tournament format and we were refining everything out it was yeah and it was like the day we'd got there late the night before and then we were playing you know the next day and it wasn't late in the day it was sort of middle of the afternoon and we were just trying to adjust and uh, yeah we were we we gave a great account of ourselves in the second half first half we were a little bit i think we were a bit in awe of the situation as a team and um, in the second half yeah just brilliant i couldn't we couldn't have asked for any more and immense amount of pride for me i remember um obviously the first ever goal we scored was um a penalty and that I'd won and then I got to take it and score it and that felt incredible obviously we were losing but it wasn't you know it it was as somebody that obviously kicked it off from a project perspective it was you know it was amazing to be able to to put that first competitive goal in and we'd scored some goals in a friendly prior to that but to score the first goal at die euro was was pretty special. And then um, I think the other standout moment, obviously, of my experiences with DAIU is the first ever win, which again was at that tournament of Dayu, um 2018 when we played Romania, and um, uh, it was just something. Go- and that was the moment for me. Like I was like, I got quite, I felt quite emotional after that because it was for me. It was I'd put all this hard work in. I've created the team. I've got, you know raised been a big part of raising all the money that got us there, organised it all, booked everyone's flights, you know, paid the paid everybody in terms of the accommodation, spoke to the organisers, got us there, you know, created this opportunity in this project. And then to see us win for the first time and to score as well in the win um, a couple and just that feeling at the end. And I just remember the, the, the dressing room after was just it was, I've been in some pretty special places in dressing rooms and, and, but that was something else. I remember, um I remember just at the end, just hugging Harley, like, cause she'd been there from the, from the start and yeah. just thinking, wow, this is, this is just something else. And I, yeah, I need I, I can't remember if I did get emotional, like, you know, um, any, any tears of emotion, but I remember feeling like, wow, this is just, this is something else. And, you know, I feel that, Every time we get a team there and, you know, as much as it's tough and we are looking for trying to improve performance and we're trying to do better every time we go. It is just incredibly special to share the court um, with people of your condition, from your country, and then to be playing against opposition where the same rules apply and it's your same condition and it's from their country. It's just yeah, it's hard to explain, really hard to explain, but just such, it just brings out some some special memories and it's a project, um, Dia Euro, in the tournament that I just wish more people knew about because I think it's just an amazing um, idea, an amazing tournament, and I, I hope that one day it will be streamed beyond just, you know, the people that are involved in the diabetes community because I think that, like you said there, John, you know, there was some incredibly talented players involved in this tournament. And as I always said at the start, you know, everything from the amateur to the professional player and the standard of some of the games is just, yes, yeah, it's, it's really, really strong. And um, I think, yeah, more awareness of it and actually somebody being involved in terms of like, you know, showcasing it or, you know, streaming it more, getting it wider coverage. I know it's appeared on television a couple of times in the countries that we've been to. Um, but yeah if we could get greater awareness of it in across europe so it's you know streamed to a bigger audience it would just be yeah amazing but what a what a, what a project john and what a tournament I, it's um yeah i don't i don't know what you enjoyed most about it or or was there anything else that stood out to you in your experience from from 2019
1: i think it, yeah i think just being with a, a group of lads who there was such a, a range of um, diabetes experience. We got sort of like the, the old boys like me and Tim that had about 300 years between us of, of diabetes experience. Um, and then we had people that had only been diabetic for a couple of years playing, but I think it was just everyone being able to go to everyone for advice. And everyone that there was none of this um like, like you might get with in in a in another football club where like the the old boys don't like to ask the young boys for help or that they sort of look down on them it was a it was a real team and, and and everyone sharing their experiences and people talking about insulins and people talking about the spikes in their blood sugars after meal and how long they inject before the meal or or, or actually why this insulin is better than that one for them it was it was incredible and yeah the the idea is, is well five years ago of of going on any sort of trip with with fellow diabetics just takes me back to those offers of of going on diabetic camps as as a child where you end up doing these activities and looking around again. I've got absolutely nothing in common with any of you, apart from the fact I'm sticking a needle in myself, injecting insulin. Um, I think just the, 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 the amount that I learned about these people who I would consider are, are going to be friends for a long time. It, it wasn't just a trip, right? We're all back. See you later. I'll never be in touch with you again. And um, it was, the fact that we're still in touch, we're still asking for advice from people. That there's still such great, um, I guess, get great relationships that, that have been formed. You look at some of the, the duos that have, have come out in the in the WhatsApp group from it. The um, the likes of Jack and Dingy, the the Chuckle Brothers, as they're also known,
0: <laughs>
1: um, and just how yeah relationships like that have formed and.
0: You, you and you and Wardy, you know, you and oh, Tim. Oh, mate,
1: there's there's a lot of mutual respect there. I think he um, even managed to send me a birthday card with a picture of me at the Die Euros on
0: it. Oh, that's class. <laughs> and was, also, um, you know, I it's just yeah, and I, I sorted Wardy out with the address, John. So I did sneak that ah, in, the back, in the background, in the background, so you could go. make that happen. <laughs> it um, so bad. it's it's people helping people, isn't it? And that yeah. and that, I think is the beauty of it, isn't it? I think, you know, when we talk about the world's a better place when people help each other, well, that's the kind of, I think, the the ethos that obviously that was the, the major thing that I wanted to start with on the whole project beyond just our year, is it's about us reaching out and helping people and you know with the team ethos you need that in a team anyway but because of the you know the condition and and then like you said john you know it's an important factor that this is not just about having type one we've got that extra bond of everybody loving football or futsal and it brings you together to a level where uh, i'm not sure you know anyone else can create this bond with you know you we just understand each other's lives and what we go through on a day-to-day basis. And it just brings people together in such um, an incredible way that, you know, the banter's always there. We can have a laugh about football, but we have this, this extra thing where we, everybody feels comfortable to just, you know, share what it's like to live with diabetes, ask any questions about it. And that week away is just the, the, the pinnacle of that, you know, we do all of that work away from the tournament itself. You know, in establishing it through training sessions, through our online work, through any you know any conferences or meetups that we do. But I think in that tournament, you see it at its absolute peak. John, yeah.
1: I, I think one of the sort of the, the, the lasting memories or, or images for me is when we all sit down to to eat together and on the table by pretty much everyone, mobile phone and pens. And you just think of all these stories you hear about people who were infre- uh, afraid of injecting in front of others or afraid of putting their, their pen on the table or anyone knowing that they're, they're diabetic. Just, you know that pretty much everyone in that room, they are their life wouldn't be possible without that insulin. And we're all... Um, I don't know if suffering is the right word, but we, we, we're all we all have that same condition, and we are not shy about it. There's no hiding from it. There's that that mutual respect, that mutual recognition amongst everyone, and, and it just normalises it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I Couldn't agree with you more. I think we've we've done a a really good job at bringing people out from maybe they're some of sometimes the externally imposed and sometimes the self-imposed hiding that people have been doing with their condition and um, we've we've managed to break that barrier with with so many of the guys um by normalizing diabetes related behavior just as you said there john getting your injection out on the table doing an injection in front of somebody else and doing it in front of each other and all of a sudden that behavior becomes normal uh an accepted behavior because everybody's doing it and that then helps transfer when you go from right well there's all these other guys that are you know they're physically active they're sporty you know they they like the the same things as i do why should i you know hide away from my condition anymore because you know there's other people like me out there and um i think it that's been probably the thing we've built the diabetes football community on that idea of um, breaking that barrier down you know um, battling against some of the stigma that's associated to diabetes putting a positive spin on it information inspiration but this tournament itself and you know the way that we um, help each other the way that we Talk about um, the condition afterwards, the way it highlights it and raises awareness, and then connects each other to each other. I think is just there's nothing else I've ever experienced that's like it.
1: I, th- I think that's it, isn't it? And then, then, like we said, like imagining ten years time, these people that have be- become part of our community, the people that will be listening, these youngsters that might be listening to this podcast they could be in the same position as us as going and spending this time with a group of other people who all have football and diabetes in common it's just it's um yes it's 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 a great great um image to have and, and, a, and a great thing to look forward to in in those years to come
0: well we've started it now john we've made some you know <laughs> massive Massive strides in short space of time, as those notes have said, which is, um, you know, from my perspective, looking back, is just yeah, very, very proud to have, you know, highlighted some <laughs> some some big, big dreams, as you said, uh, John, and things that you maybe thought may- weren't going to be possible and um, delighted that we did prove that they were as a team. And, you know, as uh, somebody at the start, maybe at the helm that pushed it really, really hard. To, to get there just delighted that we've we've managed to do that and as you said you know thinking about the future and and inspiring kids and and bringing them on in the next 10 years obviously I, I can't imagine both of us are going to be playing in 10 years time John <laughs> um, I'm sure we're de- going to both be, be involved in the, the community for you know uh, for all of that time and, and how we Absolutely. hopefully can continue to help it grow and I hope one day we'll be will be you know we'll continue to lead and you know support those the next generation coming through to have this amazing opportunity and I mean John you never know that the, in the meantime we could find the, the uh, that word the cure that's been promised for a long time but until then you know we're going to be here as a diabetes football community um, trying to make life a little bit more um, easier to live whilst having type 1 diabetes.
1: Maybe they could set up a, a veterans' die Euro for us,
0: well, John. I think that might be my, our next project, mate. <laughs> I mean, especially if, after you've just ticked off that big milestone birthday, I reckon it exactly. might be. I might. It might be your project to to kick off that one, John. To find <laughs> find a tournament that you know gets you ready for maybe a few years time. Because you, you know, you don't know, John. You might be still playing when we get round to the next Euro. <laughs> might be in the mainstream team.
1: No comment. you you can edit that say no chance if you want as well
0: ah no we (laughs) won't do that we won't do that but yeah i think it's just um hopefully it's been a really you know from our perspective as a as an episode to listen to hopefully it's been a really useful insight into what the european futsal championships for people with diabetes Is like uh, Di Euro, as it's commonly known, and also gives some real insight as to you know what we've been up to the diabetes football community, what we're going to be continuing to do, and also you know um, why this project in in the Di Euro team uh, and the the tournament, and also the UK Di Euro team is such an integral um vital part of what we continue to do for the future and i think there's so much that springs off it john and i hope uh, hopefully you agree that it's such a it's a pinnacle pivotal central part of our vision that so much can spring up off absolutely
1: absolutely i think it's it's um yeah it's just such a, a it's now such a huge part of my life Um, a huge part of improving my confidence as a diabetic someone's had diabetes for 35 years that for 30 odd of those years never really wanted to talk to anyone about it um it's i i can't speak highly enough of it and and i know i talk on behalf of all the lads when 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 i say thank you for for getting it started and and from your your small dream that i didn't think possible thank you for proving me wrong <laughs>
0: I'm delighted I did prove you wrong John (laughs) Uh, I am buzzing that I did you know when you walked away from that meeting and thought wow he's you know he's got a he's got a a bee in his bonnet there he's going to go after it and you know maybe thought I'm not sure he's going to pull it off but you know delighted I did pull it off and um, you know ever since then you know we're going to go on and uh, it's just the start isn't it I know we've got so much to to do and to give from this project and um, I'm just yeah absolutely uh delighted that it's where it's at and um excited to see where we go in the future
1: absolutely I uh, talk talking of the future we've um we've got our next couple of guests booked in for the uh for the podcast so looking forward to doing those as well
0: yeah absolutely we're you know the podcast is started off again really really well Um, it's exciting to see um, so many people engaging with it wanting to come on um, with in terms of guest appearances and and joining us to tell their story just uh, hopefully we can just encourage more and more to get involved John and we want as many people to be listening and sharing and following as we can and also anybody who wants to share their story get in touch with us. I think it'd
1: be great to have if there's any children out there who want their stories if there's any parents or carers to like, we'd love to chat to to parents and carers of of young children with diabetes and what's it like having to look after these children and and, and make these big decisions for them and 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 watch them as a uh, like worrying like, are they going high are they going low while they're training while they're playing it's it's something that i or that, that we have not got that experience of. So I, I think it'd be great because I think there's so many of you out there who, who are in a similar position, who, who do worry, who do want to get that advice. And, and if anyone wants to come on and, and just chat about what you do, about how it feels, I think, I think it, I think that could just be really powerful for, for, for so many other people then, then do get in touch. How can they get in touch, mate? How can they get in touch?
0: Yeah. So uh... As always the way to get in touch, uh, the diabetes football community.com, uh, the diabetes football community at gmail.com for the email address uh, and just yeah give us a, a subject line of the diabetes dugout and we will do our best to get back to you And just to say again, a huge, huge thank you to everybody that's listening and supporting this project um we've really enjoyed getting this off the ground we're really enjoying you know keeping people in the loop um, and sharing stories so please do continue to support us and um yeah and until the next pod please keep sharing following and liking what we're up to and we will see you on the next episode Well that's it for this episode and we just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has tuned in and don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on and whilst you're there if you could rate and review us that will help us and the show to reach more people whilst if you'd like to get in contact with us about any ideas or thoughts for the show send us an email about the diabetes dugout to the diabetes football community at gmail.com or head to the website www.thediabetesfootballcommunity.com for more information about our project thanks for joining us and tune in next time for more stories inspiration and information about diabetes in football